What's up? Uh, not much. Uh, how's it going? I'm so tired. <laughs> it sounds like it was quite the week last week. Yeah, it was a long week. Uh, mostly good, but also long. Um, so this is going to go up uh, a few weeks after this. This um, last week will be in the future, like probably three weeks um, behind. Okay. But uh, are you able to talk about any of this, or like? Or... Yeah, I could talk about it. I mean, there are, <laughs> there are probably there will be there will definitely be moments where I'm like, my lawyer says I can't talk about this, but like that's fine. So your lawyer says that you're not allowed to call. A certain organization, a bunch of shit heels. I can, I can, uh, I can. Yeah, there's, there is. I, I have been told. I and I think I can say that, like this part. I've been told I'm not allowed to say things about them that are not objectively verifiable facts. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Because that 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 like might open me if they decide to like get mad online. Uh, that would open me to uh, like actual legal action. Okay. So for background, can can we talk about who we're talking about? Is is this? Are we are we recording? Is this in the episode? We're in it. We're in it. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> we can wow. cut anything out that you want to, but we're in it. It's a cold open, baby. Oh, okay. Wow, that's this is an ice. This the is the ice was hard. The ice has already been broken. You've been under ice the cold. ice the whole time. You didn't even realize it. Michelle Pfeiffer, that mm-hmm. white gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, this this I can. I mean, I can like. I feel like this is mostly pretty publicly available information. So. Um, yeah, is that, is that going to like be in the, in the introduction or like, do I have to explain what the thing is that I do? Well, okay. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll say, so you do, or you did an event called drunk Ted talks. Yeah. I mean, I think you could say I do an event that used to be called drunk Ted talks, but it's not called drunk Ted talks anymore. The event formerly known as drunk Ted talks. Yes. The event formerly known as drunk Ted talks. And that event was um, not affiliated, I guess I would say, with the organization named Ted or the film Ted. Yes. Um, yes. I think that is that is a fair characterization on both counts. Mm-hmm. hmm And um, eventually, I guess, it just became so big that Ted, the organization, could no longer ignore it and it became a threat to their brand. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense, like – after a certain point, it's like when I started, uh, you know, booking like Bono. Mm-hmm. When heavily, you, when you booked Bono to give a talk yes. on Love Actually, that was yes. They just couldn't ignore it. The, the funny thing about Bono's Love Actually opinions that nobody nobody tells you. You would think that Bono's favorite subplot in Love Actually would be the one where the guy goes to America. Uh, but it's not. It's actually the Liam Neeson subplot. Huh. Huh. Would not have guessed. Yeah. T-I-L. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all learned something. And those events <laughs> those events are great because they do teach people things. Like, um, they are – I guess I would sort of put them in the, the sort of same kind of class as, like, 
I don't know. They're kind of like Pecha Kuchas almost, but they're more like a comedy show slash kind of educational program. Um, and I think the idea is to to sort of educate, but also entertain, you know, like sort of an uh, edutainment. I would say so. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely, definitely. I, I learned a lot from the one that you did. Oh, right. Because I did one back in October of 2016. Yes. Uh, and the subject is witches. And I don't remember any of what I talked about. But um, I, I have the I have the title if you if you would oh, like me to, to share it with our please. Uh, the title is is uh, and I, I believe I'm remembering this correctly. The title is views from the Chris, how a nude asthmatic septuagenarian invented modern witchcraft and you can too. <laughs> Okay, yes, I do. That is, it's coming back to me because I remember I did compare that man whose name escapes me at the moment, but he was sort of this. Oh, it's uh, Gerald Gardner. Gerald Gardner. Um, I basically claimed that he was a social media genius um, and that he was Drake um, before Drake. Um, And And, and actually, since since you've been gone, I started a successful uh, Wicca cult in our apartment. Oh, cool. That's actually what that song is about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, And so, so like, I think the talk was pretty successful. I am, I am, everyone, there are 20 people in the apartment right now, and all of us are currently sky clad, Mm. which also a lot of people didn't know what sky clad meant until you informed them. I didn't know what that I learned a lot doing research for that talk too. <laughs> we all learned something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we all learned something today. Mm-hmm. It's that someone should start a band called Skyclad. I would be surprised if there aren't like there's six not already. already like, <laughs> <bands>. <laughs> Welcome to my one day music festival. It's all bands named Skyclad. <laughs> everyone's everyone's nude. Mm-hmm. Everyone's uh, nude yeah. and red and and in the sky. And um yeah, so 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 it's going to live on, but as yeah. So that's the that's the event. Uh, yeah, and I found out a couple of weeks ago uh, that I have to not do that name anymore. Uh, I received a a cease and desist letter, uh, but the event will keep going under a different name, uh, which I don't have now because I to avoid the further threat of legal action, I have to run possible new names for it by my lawyer. <laughs> That's Which is just great. like a wild type of sentence that I get to say now. Where I have I'm to like, run yeah, that by my lawyer. To- yeah. Excuse me. I got to get back to this with my lawyer. It's like someone like texts me like, Hey, do you want to hang out later? Let me run that by my lawyer. Okay. Wait. So did you just get a lawyer f- for this incident or did you already have one? Uh, so, can we can we cut this bit? Uh, sure. Um, okay, so are we back? Are we can we can we get back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I mean, there's stuff, there's stuff, yeah, there and there's stuff in there probably that we could use. Like, okay, it's, um, more, it's more. Uh, yeah, I have to talk to my my lawyer about like. <laughs> you have to talk to your lawyer about about talking about your lawyer. Um, I I really like having lawyers because. Um, I only recently have that experience and Mm -hmm. it is a very powerful phrase. Like it's, it's a really strong move to say that you have to talk to them. Um, and I think I'm going to keep doing it even after I don't have lawyers working for me anymore. I mean, I think that you, you can use, cause you have all the information for the, the lawyers. 
So like you can very confidently tell people that you have to talk to them even though you don't. Mm-hmm. It's like, sorry, let me just call uh, this guy, this, you know, Stephen J. Lawyerson, um, which I believe is it, right. If I'm remembering correctly, that's the name of your lawyer, Stephen J. Mm-hmm, Lawyerson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, no, it's, it's actually Stephen J. Cannell, which is weird because he <laughs> is no longer with us. <laughs> it's the ghost of Stephen J. Cannell is advising me on legal matters. I mean, that's that's an even more exciting. Like, sorry, I have to go talk to my lawyer. Let me, uh, let me, let me grab my Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did create the Rockford Files, so I feel like he has some expertise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in private investigating, yeah. and like you have to like video, you have to videotape all the Ouija board sessions because like those are all admissible. Like those, mm-hmm. that's like legal evidence of mm-hmm. of thing like or 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 in the courtroom. You're just like sitting there at like an empty desk and the judge is like, do you have any concluding arguments? And you're like, well, I got a Ouija board. And the judge uses the Ouija board to see what your lawyer has to say. And it just gets read to the jury. <laughs> I don't know why, what you're on trial for in this in this situation, but uh, that's what this morphed into. It does take him a very long time to produce like briefs and things, though, because – um, every page that he types, he has to do the thing where he like pulls it out of the typewriter and throws it in the air, and then it has to turn into a cartoon and then sort of slowly float down to the stack of papers. And that's and that's right, and that's very hard to capture with current modes of like spiritual slash like afterlife communication. Yeah, no, that is it's true. Wow, that seems stressful. I mean, is that is that going is that going okay? Like, what what's the latest update from him uh, coming on the Ouija board? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think he he's just switched to the black polo, so um, I, f- I feel like that means something. I need to sort of consult my Gerald Gardner uh, texts mm-hmm. to sort of uh, parse that. I feel like he probably has something to say about the symbology. Of that, um, mm-hmm. I do want to go back to something that I just discovered okay. in um, on, on the website twitter.com, uh, which is um, I searched drunk Ted and I found an account called drunk at Ted. And um, it describes itself as the real story about what happens behind the closed doors of Ted. Wait, really? Uh, what, how did I not know about this? I, I don't know. They what's, made what's. Oh, I see this. Wow. How They've made one tweet. Existed? They've made one tweet. It was... Uh, that's, that's why. It was six years ago. <laughs> okay. It says, looking forward to some hot rocket scientist flamethrowing, tree-hugging goodness. And it has one fave. I don't know. Was this like a, a meme in 2011? It was like drunk at X? like a, Because it also says, drunk at Ted followed, drunk at Oscars, and drunk at Olympics. Yes. Yeah. I see both of these. Yeah, maybe it's the same person. Well, it's maybe also like, following I, drunk at South by Southwest, drunk at home, drunk at IAS, drunk at Interaction Seven. Okay, what is this? Who is this person? They were trying to like, like do this, a bit. I like this description of drunk at South by Southwest. There's a startup in my pants. It does have three thousand followers. Wait, really? Oh my god! So um, what we, maybe maybe this maybe this person made like a bunch of different accounts, and only one of them like even started to take off. I'm I'm liking this. La- I'm liking. Uh, do you do you are you looking at the drunk at South by Southwest account? Because I'm uh, really enjoying this this second tweet. <laughs> it just it, for for everyone who's not looking at our 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 vid screens. Uh, the text of this tweet is poop. P 
period. <laughs> and, it has, and it has two faves. And the one before that is from March 2016. And it says, where did everybody go? Mm-hmm. So like it's it's possible that the drunk at South by Southwest account is actually the first piece of like human creation to pass the Turing test. Uh, and that where did everybody go tweet is like the account becoming sentient because it was so horrified by everything that happened at South by Southwest that it like extracted itself from uh, human forms of perception. Mm-hmm. This is a, I, I don't remember <laughs> 2011 well enough to remember if this was like a thing. This is just wild. Like these are wild. Like one of them just says, <laughs> but with like a billion views the one below that says poopin but it's like poopin with a, an apostrophe at the end instead of a g which i guess is like how cool people talk about poop like this is just the wildest thing if i had known this existed i never would have started doing the event i would have been like i've been outfoxed yeah someone 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 beat me to it <laughs> it's it, this is this is a lot to take in. Um, what was the most gonna... recent event? What was the most recent? Because uh, I don't want to focus on on drunk at South by Southwest yeah. too much because uh, it is very upsetting. So, so the last one uh, with the the drunk Ted uh, asterisk name uh, was last Wednesday. So, if uh, that was March eighth, um, it was very nice. I got a bunch of candles although not open flame like as soon as i got the cease and desist letter i called Littlefield, which is the venue where this happens usually and said can i bring a bunch of candles and light them on stage and i was told uh i was not allowed to have open flame <laughs> so i bought i bought a bunch of those little like tea lights that look like flickering candles uh and set them up around the stage and and uh my friend uh, Chris, who's done like a lot of stuff for the event, made this really lovely video uh, that kind of was an in-memoriam montage uh, celebrating the drunk Ted name uh, and all of the things that I will miss most about being loosely associated with their brand. Okay, but what um, what song was that montage set to? Because um, was oh, it... Um... I'm curious what you think, I what you would guess I set it to. Because okay. I feel like it's one of the more obvious ones. Uh, graduation? No. Uh, wild horses. More saccharin. More saccharin. More saccharin. More saccharin than wild horses. Yeah, more saccharin than wild horses. I will remember you. Uh, about that saccharin, but not I will remember you. Uh, forever young. Nope. God, I don't know. Uh, it was my heart will go on. Oh my god! Of course. And it was like it was like a mini version of My Heart Will Go On because I also was told by my lawyer that we couldn't use the real version. So we found a mini version of My Heart Will Go On and it just is playing in the background over all of these screenshots of people's the titles of people's talks. Okay, wait, but that's that's fair use though, isn't it? You can play a Celine Dion song, that's fair use. I was pretty sure. So the reason my my uh we were just a little bit nervous about this because uh, apparently there was a chance that there would be people from uh, this organization at the thing. What? Who, who had come... Well, and I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone was actually there, and I don't think they cared enough, uh, but I was told that, that that was a possibility because 
they like might have come to ensure that I had in fact ceased and desisted. And I was like a little bit nervous about playing this like very silly video, like roasting their place of employment. Um, you know, you know, I, I know a lot of people are really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I feel like Agents of Ted is really where things started to sort of <laughs> go off the rails a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, it's hard because like the mission in every episode of that show is just whether or not the talk is going to go off smoothly. But the talk is always something like how to tie your shoes. That's a real talk, by the way. Um, or, or like how to use a paper towel. And so there's never as much kind of like pathos in the talk successfully happening. Like, Oh, thank God. Now everybody will learn how to tie their shoes. Um, and it's, it's hard because you get invested in the characters. Like totally. I, you know, I love our, our uh, lovable goofy friends and I appreciate that they hired most of the secondary cast of NCIS for this, uh, because they all kind of already knew how to work together. But the stakes leave something to be desired, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you did Which at is, least give them a memorable season finale. Yes, uh, I did. Uh, yeah, maybe. And that I guess that works with the the look I've been going for. Um, I've been been trying to characterize my my rough 2017 mood board as a uh, reformed supervillain which in my case mostly just means uh, wearing a, the one turtleneck that I own and various Powerpuff Girls buttons that I also own. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. about it. They're good buttons. Mm, they're good buttons, Eric. <laughs> <sighs> uh, um, shouts to, to him. Mm-hmm, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, does him wear a turtleneck? I don't know if that's canon, but I feel pretty confident stating with my uh, whatever level of Powerpuff Girls expertise I can lay claim to that if him were to wear a turtleneck, it would be 100% in character. It's kind of just like you can't really tell because him doesn't really have a neck. Yes. Um, It's sort of just covered up by is that is that hair or is that like a ruffle on the I think it's a ruffle on the clothes because um. It's it's unclear, which is one of the things that I like about him. Uh-huh. That kind of the, him's body is so kind of intentionally confusing in a way where you don't know. Like, is him wearing boots? Like, are those boots? Are they just like weird legs? Like, what? Uh, I, I, I think, I'm going to have to stop you because I am seeing a Funko pop him, and I have to shut the whole thing down. Oh, I see it. Yep. Okay. I mean, this 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 is not the first time that we have recorded an episode of a podcast that that ended with uh, some gnarly photos of him. That's true because you were on the dad podcast um, back and, and last was, year. Yes, which ended which ended with us looking at uh, fan art of him and Professor Utonium. I am seeing that picture again. <laughs> it is right there in the center of the Google image results. Uh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's also one of him standing next to Santa, which is like, oh yeah, kind of looks like Santa. That's weird. And yeah, maybe that's an interesting fan theory. That like, oh, <laughs> him, him is evil Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Yeah, and all, all it all comes back to to him in the end. Uh. Yeah, but but that kind of was the vibe I was going for. I feel like I, I did a pretty good villain thing. 
Um, I am cautiously optimistic that people will keep coming. Uh, and I hope that they do because I would be sad otherwise. Uh, but we will see. Yeah. I mean, I also, there's, pr- there's always going to be a small percentage of people who only go to a thing, um, because they feel like the name really sticks it to the man. Um, so you are going to lose those people. Yes. But hopefully the, the that's edge, not too the, many. The, the drunk Ted edgelords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you done a talk on edgelords yet? I have not shockingly enough in the the five years or almost five years uh that i've been doing this event in various forms there has not been a single edgelord themed um event but we can we can do i mean i'm gonna call your bluff on this when you come back we can do one where the theme is uh don't push me because i'm close to the edgelord (laughs) that's the that's the title of the event and it'll just be like four people being like this is my, like, this is the experience with the edgelord in my life. And it's all just like PSAs. Like this is, this is how you, this is how you respond when you discover that your son is an edgelord. My disrespectful son somehow got a hold of, (laughs) (laughs) of a Fiat meme. And now he wants to be an edgelord. Um, I Uh, wish you would step back from that edgelord, my friend, is what I say to people when they're, um, thirsty for someone who whose tweets are bad say more um you, well you, there, there are specific there are specific people that you're thinking about in i mean this. You you, don't have to say i mean you could cut you could i mean you could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in but um if you don't want to see me again i'd understand i would understand you know <laughs> uh i i i do Mm-hmm. Uh, I do understand. I mean, that's how that's how uh, that's how thir- I mean, thirst operates in mysterious ways. Um, this is fair use, by the way. This is all fair use. Third eye blind. Yes, this is fair use. Third, third, third eye blind. Ted, um, Craig McCracken, uh, Marvel's t- Jeff Loeb, Marvel's mm-hmm. TV department. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you thought Legion was good. Um, is okay. Wait, wait, wait. All I know about Legion is Aubrey Plaza in that show. She is, and she plays like a weird demon who dresses like a an old timey solicitor. She does. That seems good, though. So this is the thing, and this is, I think, like by far my least popular opinion in the other half of my work, which is like writing about TV, mm-hmm. which is that I, I think that Noah Hawley, the guy who made Legion and who made Fargo is a false prophet. Um, where like, he basically will do things where you read the description of the thing and you're like, that seems like it would be good. And then it just isn't because the whole point of it is to like do a thing that you'll think is good, not to actually do something interesting. Mm. Like that show, that show uh, thinks it has a lot of interesting and smart things to say about mental illness. Like there are all these scenes where people are sitting in like psych hospitals and staring at each other, just being like, but what if the mental illness is like society, man? And that like functionally is like half of the dialogue, but like I made it less pretentious. Um, and it, it thinks that by having people yell at each other about whether or not mental illness is like clinical or maybe the result of mutant powers that like that will somehow make a statement about how people experience the world. And it just like doesn't. 
And there are things that are fun about it, um, but they just get like so bogged down in the show thinking that it is like doing something amazing and like original with the superhero genre, which is like maybe the most unfortunate sentence I've had to say today, like even more unfortunate than I have to call my lawyer about this. It's like, yes, this is my opinion about what needs to happen in the superhero genre. But just like, I don't know. It's astonishing to me that my, my friend, uh, uh, Sean Collins, uh, said this thing that I think about a lot and I'm going to try to quote this from memory. I tremble for my country when I remember that uh, our nation's TV critics prefer Legion to the young Pope. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about Legion, but it seems like, yeah, anyone who prefers anything to that is. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, I, that's what I would ask you. Like, what would it be like to prefer anything uh, to to the young pope. Okay, so but here's I have a question for you because you're a TV person, okay. you know about yeah. TV. I don't. Um, what? Who? Who do we blame? What's patient zero of the whole point of the show being? You have to figure out what's going on. Is that? Um, is that like True Detective? <sighs> no, it goes. I mean. I mean, I know it goes back ages, but, like, there's been a resurgence of it, I feel like. Yes. And, so like, the, the patient, it's bad. The patient zero, there are, like, I would say, like, patient zero zero is probably the X-Files. Um, and then patient, like, one, like, not the first patient, but the one who kind of, like, went out and infected everybody is lost. Uh, that we're, like, like, and even, it's weird that it took this long because the season after Lost ended, I believe, like, a year or two after Lost ended, there were, like, five different shows on broadcast networks that were all trying to be Lost. Like, there was that one flash forward where, like, they all of a sudden are, like, six months in the future or whatever. And mm -hmm. everyone's just like, what happened? Uh! And, like, there's, like, the one that's, like, the event. And it's, like, like you could have just called that show It's, like, Lost but not Lost. <laughs> um, and all of that shit was all premised on the idea that like the mystery of loss was what people responded to. And like, I'm not a big loss person really, but my understanding of that show and like the things I've liked about it from episodes I've seen is that the reason that it works is because, um, people like the characters and people responded to the characters and like wanted them to not die. Um, or whatever. And that's like a cool thing. Uh, but all these other shows were just like, oh, no, it's just mystery. But also we included some shitty actors. And it took a few years, I think, for that to find its way into cable, which also was like supercharged by uh, the the throne show, because that's another show that like really heavily relies on people having weird fan theories. But also, if you like it, has like decent characters and like stuff you can care about that is not ooh puzzle. Um, but now people are like, the whole show is the puzzle. Uh, and it, I think that that, like, that mode of viewing kind of, like, does a disservice to some of the shows that, that use it. Like, I didn't love this last season of Mr. Robot, but I also think that, like, saying that Mr. Robot is just a puzzle show is, like, kind of not the point of the show. But, like, it kind of is because that's how everybody responds to it. And that's how, like, especially if you are a person whose job is to, like, produce a lot of fucking, like, content about TV, that's, like, a very easy way of doing it. 
where you can say, hmm, this is my theory about who's a robot on Westworld. And like people will click on it because people want to hear theories about Westworld. No one wants to hear theories that are like, what does the kangaroo symbolize on the young Pope, even though that's a way doper subject of fan theories. <laughs> so it doesn't have it doesn't have like a crazy plot answer. Right. It's just a. Yeah, it's more of a question of symbolism than one of like, this will be revealed at some point. And then, like, I just I have such a hard time understanding what it would be like to watch a TV that way. Like, it seems really not fun. And the only like this is an embarrassing thing for me to publicly admit. There is exactly one thing now that I like spend a lot of time reading theories about. And it's the adventure. zone. <laughs> <laughs> that's like like i i like i like very reluctantly started going on the adventure zone subreddit a couple months ago and i just like now i that's the only reddit that i use uh and i feel kind of bad about it but also i like a uh, kind of like go on it every few days to be like hmm, like what do people think griffin's up to uh and that's like a that's like a very weird thing that i'm trying to like reconcile with my uh you know years of life experience and like value system but it's a thing that happened that's great. Yeah, so congratulations, congratulations. Uh, you ruined my life. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did introduce that stuff to you and um, our other roommates, so. Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, it's, it's, uh, it's good. I'm excited about it. It's been, it's been fun. And it's like, that's like a good, like, that's the kind of thing where no one, almost no one in, like, the reading that I've done, like, actually approaches it that way. It's, like, fun to guess, mm -hmm. but nobody is, like, this is the whole point of the show, because obviously it's not. Uh, and, like, it would be, it's very weird to me to imagine what it would be like to have listened to that whole thing and come out of it saying, oh, the point of the show is obviously the like solution to these mysteries mm -hmm. because like there is no, but with something like Westworld, like that's the show. Um, and this is a thing that I, and I, I have not seen Westworld and like probably will not watch it. Um, so sorry, uh, Westworld fans. Um, but like, it's wild to me that there was a show that was so popular and like a craze and like that people were so into where one of the central questions is, is it acceptable to fuck robots? <laughs> that, that did seem strange to me too. And it's like, wh like why? Who cares? Like, why is that a thing? Right. Why is that a thing that we needed to spend a lot of time thinking about? Like, and and someone once tried to sell me on this by essentially arguing that the show starts from the premise that it's not okay to fuck robots and then explores what happens when it's not okay to fuck robots, but people do it anyway. And that doesn't seem interesting to me either. I, because I still don't then, care. Right, because then especially you would do the pilot of the show and they would be like, kids, it's not okay to fuck robots. And then all the characters would be like, you're right, we shouldn't fuck the robots. And that's the end of the show. 
Yeah. Like, that would be hilarious. I would watch that. Where it's like <laughs> it's like a, an eighty minute movie of like of like a dude played by I don't know, let's say Jeff Bridges, and he's like he's like a, a physicist and he has like all these equations, but he's trying to solve the question of whether it's okay to fuck robots. And at the end, he like finally solves it, or he gets like Goodwill Hunting, like Matt Damon shows up and solves it for him, and the answer is just no. And that he turns to the camera <laughs> and he's like, it's, "It's not okay to fuck robots," and that's the end of the movie. The title is. The man who wanted to know if it was okay to fuck robots, colon, is it okay to fuck robots? And then the ending is just Jeff Bridges turning to the camera and saying, no. And then just roll credits. <laughs> roll, roll credits. Sequel. Find out Find out what happens when the robots start fucking each other in Bicentennial Man 2. Oh. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, okay. Because I was rewatching Hook the other day. Oh, and thanks. Okay, I'm excited for where this is going. First of all, fucking amazing movie. And like, apparently it turns out that the critical consensus on that film is like pretty negative, which I sort oh, of. It's real, it's real negative. I get, I like, I get it, but also I love that movie and it's so good. And like, it has, I just learned that Glenn Close is in it for like a minute in drag. She gets thrown into a box full of scorpions. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, how many movies are there where Robin Williams through some kind of like through either being a robot or like not aging or like something um, ends up like doing it with his original love interests daughter or granddaughter? So it's funny that you mentioned that because I was recently watching the deleted scenes from Patch Adams. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck that movie. <laughs> uh probably a lot and i don't like i wonder if that's a thing that happened ever in like one of the directed dvd aladdin movies like if the genie ever got to bone down because there's at least because it's at least two right because it because in hook he's peter pan and so there's wendy darling who is like his original like i guess love interest if that might be a bit strong but um and then he Uh, yeah so uh wendy goes back to earth or I don't know what where Neverland is, um, but uh, Earth, 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 Earth Two, yeah, Earth Omega. Um, but when he goes back to normal Earth, and Peter stays in Neverland, and then only comes back like he comes back like seventy years later or something, like it's or like a long ass time later, because like yeah. Wendy's granddaughter, daughter, granddaughter daughter i don't know um is 13 and then peter is like i'm gonna stay here now because i'm in love with this girl um and then he ends up marrying her and having kids and then then he becomes like an accountant right uh yes or what is his job yeah he's an accountant okay um fuck i love that movie so much um because accountants accountants are the modern day pirates yeah, and they do drive that point home. No, he's he's in murders and acquisitions. There is a scene. Wait, did, you say, did you just say murders and acquisitions? Because <laughs> if that's if that's not a title of a movie, like <laughs> that's the fucking best title I'm ever. I'm gonna search that real quick because I have. There's an RPG. There's an RPG called Murders and Acquisitions. Apparently, of course there is, and um, it's of course being kickstarted by Nerdburger Games. Um, there's also a youtube video called american psycho murders and executions which um 
There's also a song called it by a band called Ice Nine Kills. Um, called murders and acquisitions oh wait 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 wait. yeah that is in american psycho he says patrick patrick says like i'm into murders and executions and she's like oh oh murders and acquisitions because like no one pays attention to like what he's actually saying and like is it real or not like is this actually happening like can you figure it out Hey, can you solve the American Psycho puzzle, please? Who, who, if we're looking for a patient, patient zero, yeah. is, it, is, it okay, is it okay to fuck Patrick Bateman? No, it's also not okay to fuck Brady <laughs> Stanalis. Um, oh, okay, wait, oh. take it back to the pressing issue at hand. Yeah, so we're back to Bicentennial Man, right? So now that, we're in Bicentennial Man, because we've established that that happens in Hook. In Bicentennial Man, which I talked about a few weeks ago with uh, Terrence Higgins on this podcast, but um, uh, the robot is... Um, in love with this lady um i think and then the robot becomes more of a dude like he becomes he he travels the world and and becomes more dude-like and returns and then he falls in love with the lady's daughter or granddaughter who he thinks is her at first but then it turns out he's been gone so long that it's not and then they get married so this is like a recurring thing yeah, and specifically in Robin Williams movies yes. that received that had that have like pretty shitty critical reception, but also have cult followings. Because I feel like Bicent like both Hook and Bicentennial Man have fans. Jesus. I love Hook. I hate Bicentennial Man. I think it's horrible. I hate it so much. I just love like I I the last time I saw Bicentennial Man I was like twelve but that's a movie that I really enjoyed talking about in college where I would be like you know like hey man like you ever think about that movie Bicentennial Man like that's like exactly what you want from that movie a thing that everyone remembers like half of and you can just have a stupid conversation about robots being people in reference to Bicentennial Man instead of fucking uh what's the other one um, AI. Well, I was going to say Blade Runner, but yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, was Sam Neill in Bicentennial Man? Yeah. <gasps> Sam Neill's the husband, I think. Yes, he is. Is he? He is. Oliver Platt's yeah, in that movie, too. Oliver Platt's like the weird scientist that like helps him become a and, dude. And and Stephen Root is like the head of the company. Also, Bradley Whitford is in that movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, this movie had a stacked cast. I mean, Bradley Whitford and Steven Root, like, maybe Bicentennial Man is a prequel to Get Out. Yeah, wow. Wow, wowzers. I hate this movie so much. I hate it. <laughs> um, Hachimachi, it's so bad. Um, are, there, are there any other Robin Williams movies that have this conceit? Um... Because I feel like they could have, but did not do this with Jumanji. Oh, yeah. I don't think that happens to Jumanji, but it very easily could have. I mean... Okay. The, I have a question for you. So we'll, we'll get into this in a second, because I, I want to talk about this. But I also want to ask you, were, did you see Jumanji when it when it first uh, came um, out? Yes. Were you scared of board games after that? Because I sure as hell was. I had nightmares. That movie came out when I was three, and I had a lot of nightmares about whether or not I would play a board game and get sucked into the game and then come out looking like Robin Williams and not have gotten to go to school because I was a fucking nerd. I'd be like, oh, no, I I miss going to school, and my parents are going to miss me because I got Jumanji'd. I got 
Dang it, I got Jumanji again. <laughs> well, another another day at the Jumanji factory. <laughs> Can't believe I got Jumanji'd. Um at the Jumanji at the Jumanji Museum. Wait, David Allen Greer is in this movie? In Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. What? Baby <laughs> Newworth there... is in this movie? I don't remember how anything are... about you. Patricia Clarkson is in this movie? How 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 are there more than three characters in Jumanji? <laughs> There are only supposed to be three characters in Jumanji. It's Robin Williams and the kids. That's it. Yeah. And also the gorilla. Yes. Speaking of which, speaking of which, are you looking at the cast right now? I or am. The, I am. The reboot, the reboot of Jumanji. Oh, the one with Karen Gillan in this? it? And the rock? With Karen Gillan, yes. Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Dwayne <laughs> the Rock Johnson. This one That's sounds like a, a winner. Lot- what like who is going to like okay also can you can you click on this and look at the names of the characters please uh <laughs> <laughs> um, like, what? um okay can, can everyone can everyone listening at home take like five seconds no, no, and no, no, just no, no. guess don't... to yourself yeah no don't look it up i want you to guess to yourself what the name of Dwayne the rock johnson's character is in the upcoming jumanji film before we tell you, I mean, okay, you have your guesses. I mean, would you, do you want to do you want to do the honors? Oh my god! 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 Um, but you're looking at the rest of these character names. Okay. Okay. Wait. Guess. Guess who's? Okay. No. 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 This is better. Um, okay. You have, you have to like. Well, you you've seen them now, but um, if you had to guess which of uh, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, or Kevin Gillen was Moose Finbar. <laughs> you would totally say Jack Black, right? Really? I think you could also say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You could say him too. Because if, it, if it's Moose, if it's Moose in like a an Archie Moose. Sense. Okay, sure. But I wouldn't go to Kevin Hart as Moose Finbar. No, and I definitely would not go to Jack Black as Professor Shelley Oberon. Right, 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 Which- right. Wow, what a fucking character name. And uh, do you want to say Dwayne Johnson's character's name? Yes. Okay, Dr. Smolder Bravestone. We, I named you after two, the two bravest men I knew. What a like round of applause for the writers of the Jumanji film. This is incredible. Karen Gillan's character is named Ruby Roundhouse. Then there's another character named Anthony wait, Fridge Johnson. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. <gasps> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, did you do you want to read the name under Karen Gillan's uh, casting? Oh yeah, uh, it's Nick fucking Jonas. He's just there. He apparently is not playing. He doesn't anyone. have a character name. He. I hope he plays himself. I hope there's like a role where you like roll the dice and it's like. A former boy band member shows up to try to save you from the poachers. And it's just Nick Jonas. And he's like, what am I doing here? I was supposed to be doing a photo shoot with Kate Hudson. Um, (laughs) Also, also, speaking of people that we discussed at great length in uh, our previous podcast project, uh, do you want to read the name uh, second from the bottom? Oh, my God. Right. It's all connected. It's Mark Evan Jackson, our friend. Oh my god! Wait, why? When did we talk about him in in Papal Bull? He's because he 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 he. Uh, we were talking about the guy who's like the cardinal in charge of miracles and saints and stuff, and you thought he looked like Mark Evan Jackson. Oh yeah, and I, 
And I, I did not realize Mark Evan Jackson was a real person. I thought that you were just giving like a generic actor's name, but it turns <laughs> out that Mark Evan Jackson is a real person. Uh, sorry, Mark Evan Jackson, please come on uh, a show. Uh, and then above him is a character named Old Man Vreek. <laughs> just everything about this is incredible. Oh my God. This is coming out this year. Like right at the end of the year, though. But something, it, something to look forward to. Fucking, that's a Christmas jam. So we got to like, make it to the end of the year, basically. So that we can see the new Jumanji movie. Like what? Also, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. So d- looking at this plot description, the tables are turned as four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji's okay, world. Wait, yeah, I'm just like, wait, I li- <sighs> Sorry, go on, because I just read this no, too. Just, just a, right, right, right. Like, the, so, so just so we're clear, there are teens... Yeah, so this isn't who get like sucked into Jumanji, this, but they have like uh, avatars. This this isn't like the original Jumanji where it's like, oh, you're playing a game, and oh no, the game is real it's now. A game of now it's right. um now it's uh it girl Judy becomes a bookworm professor who is Jack Black. So this is also who is sorry Professor Shelley Oberon. Who is uh Professor Shelley Oberon? So um so this is also like um that movie um the the hot girl or was that what it's called the hot chick uh the rob schneider film yes it's reverse it's it's a reverse schneider that sounds like a that sounds like (laughs) a thing that should be illegal like there are in 50 (laughs) in like all 50 states a reverse, a reverse Schneider was illegal until very recently in this country. <laughs> they had to film that part of the movie in Canada because. Um, <laughs> but but no, okay, wait. Meek Peter becomes a brave explorer. Dwayne Johnson, hulky jock Fridge, becomes a tiny genius. Kevin Hart, it girl Judy, a becomes tiny a, genius. Wait, a tiny genius. Tiny Kevin genius. Hart. Tiny. Tiny Genius Kevin Hart is like another movie. That's like that's oh like Tiny Genius. I it's like baby it's baby genius, but one of the babies grew up to be Kevin Hart and he's a tiny genius now. Tiny genius Kevin Hart is like is, is such a power <laughs> phrase. It's like imbued with, with so much energy. It's like um, a beautiful I'm, That's my new Tinder Tinder bio, Tiny Genius. Tiny Kevin Genius Hart. Kevin Hart is my new seller door. <laughs> It's ASM, ASMR, Tiny Genius Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, tiny, tiny Genius we've Kevin also, Hart. We've also discussed how It Girl Judy becomes a bookworm professor, Jack Black. Um, yes. But then also, Unathletic Martha becomes an Amazonian genius. Or an Amazonian warrior, sorry. Amazonian warrior, yeah. Uh, Played Karen by Gillen, Karen Gillen, who, which, like... You know, Amazonian warrior, that's what I go to yeah. when I think of Amazonian warrior. Totally. Karen Gillen. Doctor Who, um, famously, I also love played Doctor I Who. I love this 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 uh this last sentence of the plot summary. To beat the game and return to the real world with their lives, they'll have to start seeing things in an entirely different way. So, I guess they're going to learn a lesson of some kind. Okay, can I just say though, like, yes. So, like the kid who turns into the rock, pretty dope. Yeah. Like, anyone who's, like, on The Rock now is like, fuck yeah. 
Um, oh, totally. You become tiny oh, genius, Kevin Hart. Kids, and this is one of the kids from the Naked the Naked Brothers. Oh, that's a thing that I know about. It's I I have a uh, this is a thing that I believe was briefly popular with teens, which I know because I I uh, hang out with a teen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha, if you're listening to this, don't stop listening to me do podcasts. Don't tell mom. Uh, yeah, and it's like this is like a so they they've really gone through the whole uh casting thing. Oh my god, this kid plays. Wow, this is about to get extremely real. This kid, Alex Wolf, plays uh, Jokar Sarnaev in the Mark Wahlberg movie about the Boston bombing. Oh, a kid, wow. Yeah, who was in on a Nickelodeon show called The Naked Brothers Band. And that's that's his last film role. Wow. Um. Okay, okay. Um. Let's, yeah. Who does, who is the, he plays Peter. So he's the one who turns into the rock. So he's like, yes, this he's the game one who turns into the rock. fucking rules. I love this game. Yeah. This, is, this is fucking sick. I'm the rock now. I'm going to like tear someone's uh, body apart. Um, Those poor animals. Yeah, you shouldn't honestly, tear the animals' bodies up. I'm I'm honestly surprised that no one has been cast as like talking animals in this incarnation of Jumanji. Like that they they didn't get like Morgan Freeman to voice like a friendly uh like large cat of some sort. Well, you, like, do you want to read the um, do you want to read the the last uh, entry in that cast list because there is no role associated with that that oh, particular with, with actor. Oh, with Bobby with no Bobby Cannavale. Mm-hmm. So it could happen. It could happen. Um, Bobby Cannavale is Rhino Steve. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Bobby Cannavale. I thought I was going to be on vinyl for like eight years, but it got absolutely no viewers. So now I'm doing this shit. You got to feel bad hey, for the Bobby. person. You got to feel bad for the kid who turns into Jack Black, though, because like you turn into The Rock, you turn into Kevin Hart, you turn into Kevin Gillen. Like, okay, you know, that's you, sure. Um, you turn into the guy from fucking High Fidelity. Yeah. Like you turn it you turn into the guy from Tenacious D. Oh man. You turn into the guy from Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda 2, and Kung Fu Panda 3. The Goosebumps movie. <sighs> and Nacho Libre. I mean, you know, we wish him the best. Um Jack- Okay. Have you seen Bernie though? Jack Black, real good in Bernie. No, I haven't. A movie, a movie, a movie that would have won several Oscars had it been nominated for them. That's all I'm going to say about about the movie Bernie is that it it would have won. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> wow. Uh, I I feel bad about that uh thing that I said. Uh, I'd like to apologize to Richard Linklater, uh, the cast of the film Bernie. Um, Shirley MacLaine, um, the actual Bernie who moved in with Richard Linklater after he, uh, got out of prison or something. Uh, and, um, just, uh, people in general. Yeah. I mean, I think you probably, that extends to all of our listeners. So, um, Eric is very sorry and, um, you know, um, we wish him the best and, um, 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we should probably wrap things up there before you say anything else that you can't take back. Yeah, before I say anything that my lawyer will chastise me for talking about. Yeah, you don't want to get your lawyer upset. You don't want to get Jumanji'd. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's how that works. Or like, that's like more of like a Tron thing. I feel like, mm. like if my lawyer gets upset, he'll like suck me into like a, like Lexus Nexus. He'll Zathura you. Yes. Uh, and I'll, I'll like wake up in like a field of IP case law and it'll be like the most boring installment of the Jumanji franchise because I will die almost instantly because I have no uh, actionable skills. Mm -hmm. And also I don't know how to like fight against cases and uh, the unnamed organization that threatened to sue me uh, makes like your budget is like over $60 million a year. Uh, And uh, that is not me. Uh, Do you, do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Yeah, you can find me. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Eric Thurm, E-R-I-C-T-H-U-R-M. If you are interested in this event that doesn't have a formal name yet, you can find the website for it, which is kind of like the umbrella for a bunch of other things that I hopefully will be doing at thirstyforknowledge.com. Well, that's for the number four. Of course that is. Uh, well, I didn't have a lot of good options. Uh, and that was my favorite. Uh, and that will take you to the website, which has uh, upcoming events. Currently, the Twitter handle for the event is at drunk underscore 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 talks. But I suspect that will change uh, by the time that this episode is out. So just check the website or like Google the event formerly known as Drunk TED Talks. And I'm sure it will show up in some capacity. And if you want to hear a really exciting announcement about some very cool things I'm excited about happening with the event, uh, wait until Jumanji comes out in theaters in December and stay for the post credit scene. We've got a really good announcement planned. Sweet. Yeah. Hint. hint, hint Sam Jackson is in it. <laughs> agents. Agents of Jumanji. All right. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, this was was super fun. Best of luck to you you and the entire thirsty for knowledge corporation in your ongoing uh struggles and um stay safe out there don't get jumanji don't get zathura don't get reverse schneidered um uh yeah and um i guess i'll talk to you later yep cool (laughs) okay all right bye bye Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>